Ah, come on. Feeling like you might freak out? Try Guaranteed Ride Home from Commuter Connections. If you ride share to work, you are eligible to receive a couple of free rides home each year. Guaranteed. Why freak out about getting home in case of illness, unexpected emergencies, or unscheduled overtime? Register or renew today for free at commuterconnections.org or 800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. Um, Patrick, we're back with another podcast We're back. Episode. Date delayed uh, one day, but we're back. Delayed one day. I mean, you had, what, tech meetings? Is this for the new building? The new or building, this, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <coughs> you know, Does this set, mean we'll have internet that uh, works very fast? We'll have or? internet that works fast. I'm setting up your big palatial office. And hey, I can't wait to see the podcast. It's like, going to be very nice. Is the studio going to be enclosed? How many mics? Oh, are we the podcast studio is going to be very nice. It's going to have glass, windows, where we can look out. Wow. It's, and what, what's the date? 2022? 2021? 2021. We're that, getting there. That's amazing. It's It'll moving. Be I yeah, mean, it's so, almost um, 2020, if you can June of it. 21, we will be hopefully on the air from the new facility, or I won't be the general manager anymore here. <laughs> <laughs> which, or, which, by the way, might make some people happy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll see. We could take a poll. Um, no, it's going to be great. We're, you know, yeah, excited. it sounds like it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's really going to be great. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we have a lot to cover today. Obviously, impeachment, impeachment day is trending. Day are, so are you having a subpoena colada right now? <laughs> or uh, uh, Jam <laughs> no, Impeachment, Jameson's doing, they're all, all the bars are open early. Bars are open early in D.C. It's like a big uh, day for D.C. They're all excited, which is scary, by the way fact that people are excited that we're having an impeachment inquiry i saw you um retweeting greta van susteren's tweet yeah. that's like it's awful how people are it celebrating it's this terrible. In the media the, the entire thing is the you know i don't want to repeat trump's words but the entire thing to me is a travesty it just really is i think it's an entire political stunt um i don't believe what he said or it doesn't appear what he did is impeachable. Now, listen, maybe there's a smoking gun out there. You know, maybe there's a recording or direct evidence that he specifically held did aid. Did something more, Did something yeah. that would rise to the impeachable level. Uh, I haven't seen it. I, Adam Schiff is just non-trustworthy. I mean, he, right. here's a guy for two years that said he had direct evidence. He, he saw direct evidence of collusion, which clearly there was none. Um, he misrepresented Trump's words uh, from the transcript in the initial uh, uh, opening hearing. Um, I, I just don't, the entire thing just feels orchestrated to me. You know, okay. we got a whistleblower who clearly was, clearly appears to be a long time supporter of democratic candidates policies um i, I don't just so why do you and, and not because it's trump I, I, and i mean this seriously if you go back to bill clinton days you know uh, everyone's like oh you know he got a bj in the oval office that's why he was impeached no he was impeached because he lied under oath right, right. okay that's a crime show me a crime that trump committed and I will, will agree 100% he should be impeached. The problem the Democrats have had, and I've said this, they've been calling, they, many in the, on that side, progressives, pundits, so forth, have been calling for impeachment for, since day one. Right. You know, we saw 
we saw uh, texts and emails from the whistleblower's attorney back in January of 17, a month after he was elected, saying, we're going to get to impeachment. Well, even Nikki Haley, right? Nikki Haley giving interviews this past week, kind of insinuating that Rex Tillerson, you know, that they were sort of leaning on her to find things, oust Trump. You know, so I find it interesting. interesting. If you look at the narrative over the last several years, you know, Trump's been saying there's a deep state. The Republicans have been a lot of Republicans been saying there's a deep state and all the liberal left leaning pundits and experts have been saying, oh, there's no deep state. There's no deep state. That's a conspiracy theory. There's no deep state. Now the narrative's changed. It's like, thank God for the deep state to protect us from Trump. Mm. It's interesting how it's changed, right? Right. Because there is a deep state. I mean, whatever that means. Right. There's clearly people inside who, from day one, felt his election wasn't legitimate for whatever reason. Whether it's Russia, whether it's they just hated him, whether they thought he was a joke, former whatever. And to me, you lose credibility when you're calling for impeachment from day one. And now all of a sudden we find something like we think is impeachable. Okay, but why do you think, you know, you always talk about how uh, smart Nancy Pelosi is on this podcast. Why do you think Nancy is going along with this? Uh, Because, you know, she didn't really go along with impeachment for the Mueller report. She wasn't. Because I think she needed to wait till the Mueller report came out. And the Mueller report, there wasn't just any there there. And we could debate on whether he obstructed or not and if it rose to that level. The fact is there was nothing impeachable from the Mueller report. It pretty much exonerated him from a collusion perspective, right? Right. Okay, so there was no initial crime. So here you have clearly what appears to be potentially inappropriate conversations, leverage that should not have been applied. I don't know what you want to call it. My my liberal friends say, oh, my God, you're so naive. It's clearly impeachable. I'm like, well, okay, I don't we could agree to disagree on that. I I think a few things are going on and I don't I'm not underestimating this. I think Pelosi sees the writing on the wall. The current crop of candidates cannot beat Trump. They just can't. Okay. I think there's enough here to at least have these hearings. He clearly will not be convicted in the Senate at the trial unless, again, there's a smoking gun, like direct evidence that he clearly held, withheld aid for personal benefit. Now, if there's a recording that we don't know, or if there's a memo from Trump directly, then you don't know, right? Right, right, sure. You got Bloomberg coming out this week saying he's going to run, basically, because he doesn't believe any of the current crop of Dems. Now you have are viable. Now yeah. you have Deval Patrick, former governor of Massachusetts, very well thought of, moderate, very popular, right? Right, saying he may run. This current crop cannot beat Trump. <sighs> the economy is booming, booming. There's been no time in history where there's more people been employed, and there's never been a time in history. I think you have to go back. <laughs> where unemployment. No, I know. I know. People's net income has risen 10 times what Obama or Bush did in their 16 years combined. And you could say, we could sit here and debate yeah, whether yeah, he's right. taking, the fact is he's the president and that's occurring. People are employed, they're working, they're spending discretionary dollars, they feel a little bit better about their lives. Right. You don't lose the presidency when that's happening unless... You could create some sort of narrative that he's just a bad guy and out for himself. Right. And if he gets reelected, 
you think he was bad the first four years? Wait till the next four years when he can't run again. Right, he's right. going to be promising all kinds of stuff for personal gain when he's out of office. That's the narrative, right? So we'll see. Um, I, I, you, know, you want to have the hearings? Have the hearings. I just don't think they've been legit. I think witnesses have been denied that the GOP wants a call. I think they've been behind-the-scenes investigations. I don't think they've been up and up. I, If you go back and look at previous either impeachments, Clinton, the last one, or at least investigations, both sides have had equal or ample time or they shared evidence. Okay. That's not happening in this case. This is clearly... Now, maybe that's because there's something there right. that they don't want out or leak. Sure. Maybe we'll be shocked today. I, you know, yeah, well, it's a big day, at least here in D.C. I mean, you know, and we always go back and forth about this. You know, I was just in Detroit, Michigan over the weekend, you know. People talking about politics or life are not bringing up anything to do with impeachment or Trump or so it's just it's fascinating. It's um, not. I, you know, you I know, agree. Here. I was in North Carolina and they're not even talking about it. I know. Like it's and I, I polls show it's like sixth or seventh and maybe in some cases not even the top 10 of things people are worried about. Um, all right, you talk, you mentioned Bloomberg. Let's yes. also talk uh, Kamala Harris, who toast poll, absolutely toast polling at one percent in New Hampshire. You think we'll see an announcement over the next couple of weeks? From well, you her? saw that she 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 relieved some staff from their duties or reallocated some yeah. staff. I don't know how she put it uh, in New Hampshire. Um, yeah, she's done. Her candidacy's done. You know, and actually, Tulsi seeing... Gabbard, I think, is actually rising. Rising. I mean little bit right but i mean she's not going to rise enough she'd be such an awesome vice presidential candidate though she'd she's, be like she's a badass right she'd be you see so her workout good. video she's like freaking crazy well, she was on the view she was great on the view um want to talk about the view don jr's appearance on the view he <laughs> what just what did you think of that by the he way he killed him totally embarrassed him killed them he actually he came did? across I, I didn't get that oh vibe. every even them even i mean People who don't. How do you think that he did that? I felt like you know they brought up great points. Even Megan McCann brought up you know how like. Well, she was the only one because she she's the only one that has half a brain on that. The the woman Sunny who claims she's an attorney had the law wrong about the whistleblower. I I think he he hit he hit Whoopi about saying that Roman Polanski didn't rape somebody. Like, it. He was the first person that I don't want to say the first. I've never watched the show. It seemed like he was the first person who actually hit people back with real history or facts of things either they've done or said or the fact that they didn't know. You had the view crowd cheering for him. Like, well, th- that was mixed with booze, though. You're, okay. You also had. But this is the view. One of the most liberal shows on television. You have Don Jr. with Kimberly Guilfoy on there. You would think he'd be like. I mean, he was booed at times. Uh, okay, but he handled himself very, very well. He actually came across, I think, looking better than his perception is in, on Twitter and, and other places. Really? I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. They called him out a lot on civility and lack thereof. And, like, I thought that yeah, was and listen, like, and we, he has no answer for that. No, it's his know? dad. What's he going to say? I agree with you. Trump, Trump's, listen, he, he doesn't know, talk and act a-hole. presidential. We know it. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Did we I, last week on the podcast? Did we talk Bloomberg? No, I mean, no, I, no. We it just okay. happened. So let's talk Bloomberg. You know, I and I, I love watching like Bill Maher and um, you know, they were they were discussing Bloomberg getting in, and then Judge Judy was there, like trying to get people to vote for yeah. him. What do you think is Bloomberg viable? No, you don't think so. 
I like Bloomberg. Yeah, me too. To a I point. Think he is. To a point. Here's why he's not. And this is what you, I know you think I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I believe there's certain aspects of media that just are in the progressive camp, no matter what. Okay. Bloomberg announces here's a guy who has the money. Oh, yeah. Has definitely. the wherewithal, who's anti gun. Experience. Definitely has experience. experience. Ran New York City for how many years? Eight years. The minute he says he's probably going to go in, the Atlantic, I believe it was the Atlantic. I don't want to, don't quote me on that. Came okay. out with a piece Bloomberg's Me Too problem. They hit him, not because of him, but that somehow in the Bloomberg organization, which he doesn't really run the day to day, has had some issues with Me Too sure, and sex sure. harassment. Those are the types of articles that are clearly put out there to damage. Because but that's politics. I mean, come but, on. That's but politics. the Atlantic, and again, I, I don't want to say the Atlantic. I think it was the Atlantic. or And again, they also have contributors. I'm not sure who it was who wrote it. I should know, but I didn't. I, I don't have that in front of me. That's not politics. They're not politicians. Like, it was a bullshit article. It just was. Like... This guy's a multi... He's worth, what, $40 billion. He ran New York City for 12 years. But why does that surprise you? Why would they be be just glowing articles? I'm not saying there should be glowing articles, but it was like he announces the articles out. I think it is from theatlantic.com. It was titled... Bloomberg's I Me Too problem. Mil- Mike Bloomberg and the underbelly of hashtag Me Too, disparaging yeah. comments, demeaning jokes, as the mogul reportedly considers the 2020 presidential run. It but but that had nothing to do with him. It was his. It was the Bloomberg organization, which he doesn't run the day to day. He's okay. not there yet. So what do you think is happening? The Atlantic, which is probably leans fairly Very liberal. Loud. Yeah. Okay. Is they're cutting him down because why? Just Who find do they it, want to win? I just find, and this would happen on the Republican side too. If somebody came out against Trump, all of a sudden you'd see some conservative media outlets hitting. I don't think the, you know, this is maybe a good segue to the, what's going on at Northwestern, which is terrible. Oh yeah, absolutely that's, that's terrible. Story is bizarre. So Northwestern University, and you could correct me on these facts, apologized. Yeah. For the journalist from the school newspaper who reached out via text and or email okay but the, what they did though was they went through the directory right okay, they went, they went so through a student directory a public directory got, by the way right? got people's information a public okay. directory All right. got their information and texted them to see if they wanted to comment and or be a witness or be interviewed about um i forget that uh yeah it was um an article they're working on or, or whatever an, an issue on the university campus and the school apologized for that. And yeah, I mean, it, people and people are like, oh man, the cascade of reporters from both sides of the aisle just killed Northwestern. Like, here's, I mean, and Northwestern is known for their journalism school, right? Their business school, I, right? That's that's reporting. You reach out to sources. People said they felt it was an invasion of privacy to be contacted. Okay, so this is in regards to um, General Jeff Sessions. Okay, so, you know, in an apologetic editorial in the Daily Northwestern, now has caused uproar at Northwestern University. Um, Jim Williams, a reporter, reported that the editorial accepts blame for being complicit in, quote, harm, harming students in its coverage of a protest against former U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions' appearance at a hall there on the campus last week. We recognize that we contributed to the harm 
to harming students experienced and we wanted to apologize for and address the mistakes that we made that night along with how we plan to move forward the editorial said in an opening paragraph so yeah students felt like they which i mean that is kind of if you didn't go to the rally and you but you're being called or solicited to talk about it but that's not really that's not good journalism that you weren't there you're not going to call somebody well you don't know who is they're reaching out to people that's journalism you don't want to comment the, the point is they felt triggered or they felt they felt like they're inva- an invasion of privacy that's ridiculous that's reporting the fact that a university is apologizing for that that's where we are on college campuses that's what's wrong you have people pulling newspapers there was another issue at another university yesterday that i read that's just terrible we are we, i don't want to say i we we have been talking about this for a year and a half now the state of journalism in this country both from what the president has said which has been wrong enemy of the people to the way journalists and so-called reporters and pundits have acted as hoping things about Trump or this administration or other issues related to whether it's gun control or other progressive type you know issues acting as if they're an advocate for that issue or cause versus reporting the facts both sides have damaged themselves right i mean it is it is odd i guess that they would be apologizing i'm not sure why this is um makes no sense it makes no sense it's terrible i mean everyone's come out against them I mean, a lot when of you see have, a, yeah, when yeah. you see people from NBC, CBS, yeah, all across and the Fox, aisle. Yeah. and 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 newspaper people all saying the same thing, it's it's pretty terrible. I think it's like we talk about though. You know, I think the colleges just don't want to deal with the backlash. Then they become concerned about. I think it goes back to what you've been saying. People just businesses apologizing. Yeah, like people feel you know this fake safe space right. and anybody don't bother who wants an me apology now gets one so it's yeah. like you know if you if you know anybody comes up to you well you hurt my feelings i didn't like this story why'd you say this about everybody gets an apology now you know i mean that's that's really what it is like everybody is super beyond yeah, yeah, yeah. sensitive it's, it's, it's terrible crazy. it really is it's it's just Speaking, sad I, I, this one really wasn't on our show prep beforehand but i wanted to see what you thought of the Uh-oh, u.s that's dangerous what did you think of the u.s supreme court essentially clearing the way for sandy hook victims families to sue remington uh who produces the ak-15 um that was a pretty big announcement yesterday that it they're was gonna be able to sue yeah i mean i i don't know enough about the the merits of the case um I'm not a big advocate. This is great. Okay, I'm not a big support. You know, did Remington? Let's see if did Remington do anything wrong? Were they negligible? Yes, did, or did, producing that weapon no, is a semi-automatic. They're allowed by law to produce that weapon, so therefore, I think it's great. They I hope shouldn't they, be held. I hope they get a hundred million dollar settlement. I they're not going to. The thing I love about the United States, where we live in a litigious society, great. They should be allowed to sue them. It'll be thrown out 100%. at some point. I will say we do. There's another concern beside the, the, the you know the the media side that we've talked about. We have too many judges trying to set agendas set legislation from the bench judges in this this is the supreme court what, what do you uh, well, no that, all the way to the I supreme court that's the, amazing yeah the supreme court has become partisan i'm not saying individual by individual but although you know where most of those individuals stand the supreme court should not be as partisan or at least even discussed as partisan as it's become and 
you know, the, the Ninth Circuit up in San Francisco. By the way, San Francisco. Did you see this district yeah, attorney? They, I did read this. and well, What a disaster. First of all, he's the son of, now granted, he was 14 months old when his parents shot, I believe it was two officers. Yeah, yeah. They were part of the Weather Underground terrorist, domestic terrorist group. Um, so he's out right away publicly stating that he's not going to prosecute public in public sex, public urination, soliciting sex, camping, blocking roads. I have a good friend of mine who um, does very well, lived in San Fran, had a move. He moved to Alameda, or Al- is it, I think it's Al- Almeda, Alameda, we're okay. o- right outside Oakland or right part of Oakland. Because uh, he said it's so disgusting. He said it truly is as, as disgusting as you think it is or has become. It is. Well, it was interesting, that article, because it basically talked about all the candidates uh, there running for representative or whatever for, for the city of San Francisco. And I think all but one of them basically said that they would not prosecute public urination, um, prostitution. They all were like, oh, no, it's it's a waste of resources. It's now, there was one person we've discussed who said this. that they would. There needs to be some smart. But maybe you and I just don't know. Like, we're not like it's not like we're doing research on like. No, no. Do these crimes just hold up court systems and really don't pan out and nobody learns their lesson from them? Like, I think mass incarceration is a problem. <clears throat> I've said that. I also think that there needs to be some sort of bipartisan, whether it's a state-by-state state thing or federal, help to homelessness. I, I, I think all those things are true. Right. I also don't think you can allow people to infringe on other people's rights. I think when you have people pissing in the streets, shitting in the streets, blocking roads, um, I, I just, that's infringing on my rights as well. So th- there has to be a middle ground. You can't just let chaos occur in the streets, devalue people's property. Not that that's really occurring in San Francisco. It's still extremely expensive. I, I, the quality of life for both sides needs to improve to be better or at least worried about yeah i mean it seems like everything is just one-sided now it's one of those things too it's like i don't know do more public bathrooms help you know i don't somebody obviously has to be studying you know homelessness in american cities and what it's a real it's a real problem yeah yeah it's a huge especially in california especially in warmer weather climates for sure the um (laughs) yeah i don't know uh, back to the election real quick. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren seems to have really slowed, right? Her momentum. Do you feel that? I don't hear as much, but I do think the past week has been Bloomberg dominated. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's just because we're hearing a lot about Bloomberg. I feel like you don't hear much about Bernie Sanders. I think Pete Buttigieg is still getting a lot no, of coverage. No, I, I think Mayor Pete's doing really well. Mayor Pete's doing well. Um Obviously, Kamala. I mean, I can't. Even I mean, believe Bernie Sanders. Cory Booker's not even in it no, anymore. He's is told, he? Bernie Sanders calling out Bloomberg like you're not going to buy this election. Hey, Bernie, shut up. <laughs> Bernie Sanders has done nothing in 25 years or 30 years of he politics. Has, you always no, say that zero. He no, he has done zero. Say what you want about Mike Bloomberg. Mike Bloomberg has had more positive influence on issues. Well. But Patrick, you're comparing apples to oranges. Why? You're talking Vermont versus no, New York City. Ma- he's a U.S. senator. Cities Hold in this on. World. He's a U.S. senator who, for the second time, is running for president. He has zero 
significant accomplishment. Yeah, but Bloomberg got a lot of attention because of post 9 11. There was, running uh, that there was a lot of people security. in New York. I lived in New York City when Bloomberg was the mayor, and when he for the third time, and you know he kind of manipulated the <laughs> the rules so he could run for a third term, and his popularity really dropped because New Yorkers just didn't like it. if you they sure? felt he pulled a fast one to get a third term. Um, I, I just look at a Bernie Sanders and I say, at least Elizabeth Warren has had, she's had influence on Wall Street. She's had influence on uh, banking policy. I, I think, I, I don't know, this is just my personal opinion. I think Bernie is a complete fraud. I think he's a complete really? and utter fraud. I think he says what he he thinks the millennials and, and, and the progressives want to hear. He believes it. I don't well, he sure. may believe it, but I don't think he lives it. He's still a multimillionaire who flies around everywhere. Yeah, no. but they all are. They all are. I mean, I think maybe Elizabeth Warren isn't. Maybe she's like the only one, but they're all multi Every time I have this discussion with somebody, even Bernie Sanders, true, like, diehards, I ask, tell me a significant accomplishment this guy's had in his 30-year political yeah, but you're, career. You're talking about this man has voted for policies such as Obamacare. You know, senators help pass a lot of important bills, laws, all those things. I mean, he's been a big proponent of that. Vermont is a state that has uh, medical care coverage for its citizens. I mean, for its residents. I mean, you know, he's done a lot of things like that. Has he had the eyeballs on him that a Mike Bloomberg has had or a Trump because Trump obviously was a big celebrity in New York City? Yep. You know, it's like different. All right, let's talk a little sports too. Yeah, um, sure. Chase Young, you, yes. you tweeted a lot about this story about Chase Young. Ohio State defensive player probably was going to win the Heisman or at least be one of the top two this contenders for the Heisman. Crazy. So we'll find out According to week. Mel Kuyper from ESPN, what will be... Most likely the number one pick the next year's NFL draft. Go ahead. Well, no, no. I was just going to say, well, you know, we'll basically find out this week how many game suspension. It looks like it could be up to four, could be as low as two. Essentially, this all stems from a loan so he could bring his girlfriend to the Rose Back Bowl. in 2018, he took a loan from a family friend. And some of these, some of these facts are still not, you know, lock confirmed. Took a loan so he could have his girlfriend attend at with that which was at that point his biggest game of his entire football career. Um, so they immediately suspend him pending investigation so he doesn't play against Maryland. There's been reports it's going to be two games, it's going to be four games. Regardless of what it is, it's again back to the NCAA hypocrisy. Coaches who violate rules, regulations, are under federal investigation in both the you know college basketball NCAA Still get to coach. They right. get full due process, but the players don't. Why? Why can't Chase Young continue playing as they investigate this? Well, I think this is another story. You know, you talk about Northwestern getting all the backlash. I mean, I, from what it seems like online, I don't see one person defending the NCAA. You know, and I feel like N- everybody the is NCAA, like... The NCAA... Hopefully I, they're I can't crumbling. emphasize enough how poorly... They administer rules, regs, the hypocrisy that right. goes on. They're not for the student athlete. And again, I'm talking major division one football, basketball for the most part. Okay. They don't let people transfer. They penalize kids right away. And yet they don't want to pay them. It, it's it's a joke. The entire thing's a joke. If I was Chase Young, and listen, I, I'm he's a fantastic football player, probably extremely competitive. So he'll probably want to play whether it's in the if he let's assume he's suspended for four games three more games so that pretty much will take him to the big 10 championship and then hopefully a ncaa playoff sure i'm sure he's going to want to play but if it was me 
personally You'd be done. Done. I would do what Nick Boza did, who also was from Ohio State. Cut your losses. Go stay healthy. Train. Get an agent. Get ready for the uh, NFL, the NFL draft. You know what? It's not worth it because he'll come back from four games. God forbid he gets hurt really bad because he's not in full shape. Call it a day. You don't owe the university anything. You owe yourself. Take care of yourself. Go get your big payday. Um, what about Jeff Bezos? Apparently, a lot of rumors that he wants to buy an NFL team may have actually. And then, you know, then because he's here and he owns the Post, it started with. Well, it started with Snyder. Well, he's not. Snyder's not selling the Redskins. What about. There is talk, though, about the Bears potentially being yeah. sold. I mean, listen, I think Bezos, Bezos would probably be a good owner. Uh, so that would be. He's innovative. Amazing. Certainly, you know, from a digital standpoint, I'm sure the NFL would love to have that mind, you know. Um, in the owner's group. Sure. He certainly can afford it. <laughs> I guess. Like, I mean, can you imagine probably on his weekend teams? allowance. I know. I mean, what a game changer that would be for this city. Oh, my God. Talk about, like, a morale booster. Um, yeah, I think it'd be great for the league, right? Yeah. That'd um, be huge. Especially as, you know, and, you know, maybe I'm overthinking this, but especially from uh, from, from the retail mind that he has and the and the. And the forward thinking, certainly from a, from a digital standpoint, as you know, you could see it now. You know, with the sports betting, a lot of states are passing the online gambling. You know, DC screwed theirs up. Typical DC council, they can't. You know, one one foot in front of the other. But what's going on in other states? I think twenty three states will soon have passed some sort of sports betting, uh, online sports betting. Um, the NFL is going to move in that direction, right? I mean, right now, you could certainly bet on the NFL, but they don't take the advertising, and they're still kind of sheepish, sheepish when it comes to aligning themselves with that. But I mean, it would be amazing, because then we could go pick up and drop off all of our Amazon packages while at the game, collect our groceries. How, go- how great would that be? Drone drop-offs. I mean, pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. To your tailgate. Yeah, it would be cool. I mean, I don't see Snyder selling. Just because of Snyder's ego. No, Schneider's not selling. Yeah. No way. He's, I agree. I feel like there's I mean, so much ego there that wouldn't happen. How but old is Schneider, by the way? Young. Isn't he like 54, 55? Uh, I think I mean, he's older now. You think but, maybe yeah. closer to 60? Um, your guy, Ricky Gervais, back. Favorite um, person in the world. Fourth, He's going to host the Golden Globes yes. for the fourth time, and he says the last time in 2020. Um, he's the, he's amazing, so I'm so glad to see him back. I, I, he's fo- so great. If you, if you just... Follow him on Twitter. Oh, he's calls awesome. people out. He's he's very fair. He I he's just yeah. Oh, he's amazing, amazing in his commentary <laughs> on celebrity. When people tell him like, it's so sh- funny. Shut up! And, oh my god, he's hysterical. He really is. <laughs> so um, what else, Patrick? Do you want to cover anything else? Well, we just got a lot going on. We really do. I know what's going on here at the uh, the station. I mean, is everybody kind of recovered from? Yeah, long we're naps? kind of we're kind of on that. You know, yeah. we're a few weeks removed from the World Series, so it was a little like. I'm sure you people know, are resting. Yes, I would think. Although, you know, we're back to the news of the day, right? Yeah, exactly. No, we're excited with the relocation. We're you know the shows are doing well. We're. Um, I was disappointed to read this article. I, I sent it to you about uh, coworkers are annoyed by office perks because we have very few office perks here. And I'm assuming you're not going to have like a foosball for us. We're not going to be able to drink all day at the new offices. Or what's the story? Are we going to have any perks here? There's going to be a lot of per- in the new building. Yeah. yeah like what? Great gym. Beautiful. Swimming pool. 
Um, okay, all right. We got terraces. We got a huge. We're gonna have a huge cafeteria and bistro. Okay. What the hell do you want? <laughs> like massages and free snacks. Yeah. Yeah. Games. Where's the free craft beers? They'll be in my office. Yeah. <laughs> you could come visit. <laughs> okay, great. Well, they were saying that apparently uh, people are annoyed by that stuff. What they want now is back to closed office space. They say that this communal space. Oh, yeah. Space, now we're going from the communal space right. back to the other space. Because it's hard to get stuff done because everybody wants to socialize. Well, a newsroom is always going to be communal, right? For the well, most you gotta part. Be. Yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. be, right? Yeah. What, open seating. I mean, I don't think you want to be um, where you don't know where you're sitting every day. You come in and just grab a laptop and plug in. Right. But, but it is nice a little bit sometimes to have an office like where you're because it is tr- like when you are in an open. I space, will have an office. Yeah. We, <laughs> oh, well. you mean the other people? <laughs> yeah, because it's like it's hard to get stuff done because when you're in an open space, everyone's stopping by to see you talk. You know, you're here to work. Yeah. Well, I know, but most we're people ge- want to. We're paying you to work. Okay. Well, so work. Don't don't <laughs> don't communicate. Don't don't go buy your uh, you know. Good luck with that. Christmas packages. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Well, not really. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, all well right. we're good. Okay. So, so anything we'll, uh, else? I guess we'll have some big developments then with these impeachment. Yeah. I mean, today, if so. anything major happens, we may have to have a special edition. Let's do one. We should do a special edition Friday or, uh, you know. Well, how long are the impeachment hearings? Two days? One day? Well, t- today and Friday, the, the first two. Oh, maybe we should do one special edition It's three Friday. witnesses. It's okay. um, Bill Taylor. Uh, George Roy- Kent. George Gant. Gant. I mean Kent. Kent George Kent. Kent. And then Yanovich, I think you pronounce her last name. Okay. Former ambassador. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see if there's anything smoking gun out there for my liberal friends. Wouldn't we'll be, be cheering. If he really got impeached. We'll see. All right. Yeah, um, then Nikki Haley will come in. She was great. I thought she was great on, um, she did some morning interviews. I love how people, the last thing, and, and again, we know Trump. But that's the thing. It's like you want like a Nikki we know, Haley. We know he embellishes the truth, right? Okay. Lie, whatever you want to call it. But we also know what's in, sometimes it's in just his way of storytelling, what have you. Nikki Haley goes on multiple, does multiple interviews in her book and says he was always truthful. He was clearly fit for office and she had a great working relationship with him. Everyone kills her. Oh my God, she's pandering. She's she's trying to just sell a book and... Then you have the ex-Obama administration pundits and, you know, all these people who go on the three-letter cable networks or write books, and we immediately believe those books. Like this anonymous book that is coming out from the guy who wrote that memo, the The, anonymous. Right, right. We immediately believe everything that's in that. But here you have the former, (laughs) right? I I mean, ambassador to the UN, former governor of South Carolina. Who clearly is very well thought of, says positives about Trump, and no one believes it. That's where we're at, though. That's a problem. Well, I feel like it's one of those things. I don't know why Trump can't be more, um, I don't know, but less egotistical a- and like more normal in real life. Like, it, it's too bad whatever side she saw, we don't see. My point, you, you don't I see guess what humble- I'm saying is. Being in, on the media side, <clears throat> certainly local television, I think we do a much better job. Nikki Haley, you know, book out. Here's the interview she did. And we let the people look at what she says. And they could believe or not believe right. it. The problem now is you have these cable outlets on both sides, I guess, framing it for the viewer. Right. And 
or or parsing it or already you know well you know Nikki Haley was you know blah 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 like they do this like four minute preamble before they actually ask the question and they set it up right. just ask the question Anyway, that's my rant for the day. Okay, there it is. There's the Patrick rant. All right, people can follow you. Patrick GM, Fox 5 DC. Okay, perfect. We'll see you next week. All right.